Welcome to the Birds FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Underbelly of the Beast. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Thursday, March 24th in the year 2022. And it doesn't cease to get any worse. It just gets worse each day, at least what we're learning The beauty of all of this is we're beginning to see the truth and the depth of truth in this world of the corruption and the horrors, but it's going to be quite a ride ahead. And the more that we know, the more we're prepared to deal with it and the more we're prepared to guide others out of the pit. During this time, your health and your sleep are the most important things you can be focusing on. And that's why you need to go over to MyPillow.com, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to check out those products which are all designed to enhance your sleep and give you a better night's sleep, and they work. I've been using my pillow products for almost a year. There's amazing sales going on over there, and we have, as a nation, Bard's Nation, we have our own landing page that features some of the latest deals. That's mypillow.com forward slash Bard's, B-A-R-D-S. Your promo code is Bard's, B-A-R-D-S. And some of the things that you will find that will make a huge difference include Giza Sheets, which are made of Giza cotton, just an amazing experience to sleep in. The MyPillow Classic pillow that you're down as low as 1998. The Giza sheets are discounted down by 60% right now. Sleepwear for men and women. My slippers, which we all love from Bard's Fest, they're 50% off all of that. And many, many more savings, including beds, toppers for mattresses, everything you need. And all of this is part of keeping you, yourself strong and in the fight without a good night's sleep, which all of this information war is ultimately designed to attack us and disrupt our sleep, keep us off base, break our, break us mentally. You need a good night's sleep, and these are the way to get them. So use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, at MyPillow.com. You can also use that promo code anywhere on the Frank Speech site, the MyPillow site, and the My Store site. And if you want to talk to a Patriot p- Pillow counselor, you can call 800-975-2939. Use your promo code BARDS, and away you go. Right now, Patriots, we are in quite a slurry of things going on. Tonight, we're going to cover a range of topics. Some of them are not going to be easy, but nonetheless, we're going to have to confront them and realize what the bowels of this world and the underbelly of this beast looks like that is trying to enslave us. Let's begin with a simple, very simple review of where things were just a few short weeks ago. Hang on, here we go. Just in case you forgot, right before COVID ended and Ukraine started, uh, it was revealed that the Hillary Clinton campaign spied on the Trump campaign and then spied on President Trump once he was in the White House. I just thought you might want to be reminded of that. That's a good idea. Not that they ever pull a global war to try to cover out one of the cover up one of the greatest crimes of the century. 
Of course, the entire focus of the world right now is on Ukraine. And the Russians are continuing to negotiate. But let's be real about what's actually happening. They have absolutely no intention of coming to a ceasefire agreement, which is good for the freedom of the world because that's the home of the Kazarian Mafia, as we very well know. And they have become the greatest evil the world has ever faced. The Russians' goal is to completely control all the territory of Ukraine. Any negotiations are, that they're doing are to buy time, gather intelligence, and negotiate humanitarian corridors. But they have no intention of stopping the fighting until all Ukraine is in their hands. This war has cost them way too much so far, and they are not going to give in with the loss of men, money and material that they've sacrificed to the state. Anybody that believes otherwise does not know the history of Russia. Now, with that, we're getting a lot of rhetoric coming out of the Biden regime, which is not surprising. Take a listen to this in regards to NATO. Putin was banking on NATO being split. My early conversation with him in December and early January was clear to me he didn't think we could sustain this cohesion. NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine. We built that same unity with our European, the European Union and with the leading democracies of the G7. And that said, Austria said today that it could not back the U.S. position of sanctioning, of accepting the sanctions on fuel from Russia because they can't survive without it. And Putin is now dictating the terms, that's President Putin, is now dictating the terms of how the West especially Europe, will dictate sales or purchases of oil. The U.S. has boycotted his oil, but the Europeans now are having to kowtow to accepting using gold, the ruble, or even Bitcoin, which is now another nail in the coffin of the U.S. dollar. The U.S. Federal Reserve petrodollar is on its last legs, and things are spiraling. I can't stress enough the importance of getting things prepared if you have not already. Patriots, this is not going to be an easy transition. There's a lot of this rhetoric going on around here about Nasera Jasera. That's garbage. Okay, Nasera Jasera, they're not going to give the world all this free money. And the indications people are saying is, oh, look, Nasera Jasera is in process because company, countries are switching over to gold-backed currencies. That's true. That doesn't change anything on the impact of what's happening here. We have massive shortages coming into play. And the dollar is the world's evil, unfortunately for us. We are going to have to suffer through quite a period here of transitioning away from the greatest cancer ever deployed on humanity, which comes right from our borders. And I'm not talking about the government. I'm not talking about Pelosi. I'm not talking about the pedo networks, which all come out of here. I'm talking about the Federal Reserve dollar. It's a very sick time. And the consequences are real, very real. The the economy in Sri Lanka today has collapsed. The country has closed its embassies because it can no longer afford to pay rent in other countries. Fuel shortages have led to blackouts that last for hours. Several universities, universities are closed due to high paper prices, and the price of everything has risen sharply. The crash happened two weeks, within two weeks, and it started with 40% increase in fuel prices. That should sound familiar. The collapse of the economy has led to widespread protests across the country demanding the formation of a new government. The one way to change this nation, the one way to the heart of this nation is to affect Americans' dollars. 
to shake, shake their bank accounts and their 401ks. When that happens, people lose their mind. Everything else can be okay. You can have kids being raped. You can have children being dissected, mutilated, whatever, being used as test crash test dummies. But when it comes to the dollar, holy cow, please don't do that in America. And, in fact, please do because it seems to be the only thing that will shake the core of this nation. Patriots, I'm going to play a piece here, and I want we're really laying down a picture tonight of the range of, de, of just pure evil that's in the world. Obviously, Ukraine is a center of, of most of this. This is where it emanates out of. And within Ukraine, we know that bioweapons labs are very much prevalent and real. That part the Russians have been hitting hard on. And they've been revealing how deep this is out there. And we're going to get into more of that in a minute. So we've got the bioweapons labs, which is a whole network of things that takes us back to our borders. We also have out of Ukraine child sex trafficking, which in the end affects the entire world. And child sex trafficking is at the, I've said this many times, and I don't think it's something that people really accept or digest. When you look at the financial institutions around the world, the things that prop up your money and your investments in Wall Street are drugs, child sex trafficking, and military hardware being sold around the world, the military industrial complex. Right now, you're seeing most of that happening. The military industrial complex, which is heavy into bioweaponry, which is now waging a war on its own people. Child sex trafficking, which is prevalent, more prevalent than ever. And, of course, drugs and this new pharmaceutical nonsense, plus the illegal drugs of fentanyl coming into our country. Now, this piece here is a 4-minute and 39-second piece. It's not easy to listen to. And I warn you up front, the descriptions about this can be disturbing. This is about a pedo network that was just dissected in South Korea. Here's the thing. This network did not happen in the open. It started in people's homes by getting kids hooked into to compromising situations on the web, blackmailing them from their home, and even going so far as getting kids to do things like mutilate themselves in their own home, film it for others to, to sell. If you think for a second as a parent that you can control the web, you're a fool. You're a fool. These pedophiles are vicious, absolutely vicious, and they're coming into your home. The minute that you turn on and allow your child access to the Internet that it's unsupervised, you have now opened up the bowels of hell. I'm going to play this again, warning, because it is graphic, but it's necessary to hear. Here we go. This man was the mastermind behind an abusive porn sharing chat room on Messenger of Telegram. The Anthem sexual abuse scandal, the latest in a series of digital sex crime cases over the years, has left the entire nation in shock. In a number of chat rooms, the victims, including underage girls, were allegedly forced to perform gruesome torture sex acts, such as carving the word slave into their skin. It all started with the Hub channel on Telegram, where users shared links to illegal gambling and porn sites. Then one user decided to create a new platform for more explicit content. And this was the start of the Anthem. Later on, various versions of the Anthem were created. Different rooms were dedicated to specific categories, including pedophilia and incest. 
These led to the creation of the most notorious one, the Paksa Room, run by 25-year-old college student Cho Jubin who called himself Paksa, a Korean word for doctor. Cho's Paksa Room is not some ordinary pawn-sharing chat room. It involved real victims, heinous sex crimes, and a meticulously operated sex abuse cartel. But who are these girls? They were lured through high-paying job posts. Once Cho obtained their personal information and photos of their bodies, he threatened to expose their identity online and send their naked pictures to their families and friends. According to witnesses and civil groups, victims were told to write words like slave or doctors on their naked bodies. A journalist, one of the first to expose what was happening in the chat room, disclosed shocking testimonies that pictures of women's genitals filled with live insects were being shared in the rooms. 75 victims have been reported so far, including 16 underage girls. The chat rooms were largely divided into three levels of obscenity with different admission prices all paid through cryptocurrency. And this was not a one-man's job. This barbaric sex abuse ring was operated by Cho and his accomplices who ran at least 38 different rooms. They all had specific roles, money laundering, identity theft, uploading and promoting material, and in some cases, selected as rapists or so-called VIPs. The money launderers cashed out the cryptocurrency which was delivered to Cho, the identity thieves collected the victim's information, promoters brought in clients and marketed content. The VIPs who were discreetly picked by Cho were part of the most expensive chat room. They were given access to victims and raped them on camera. The footage then would be shared with the group. Cho has been indicted on over 14 charges including coercion, sexual abuse, and violation of Child Protection Act. 14 of Cho's accomplices and 40 chatroom users have been caught so far. As the investigation into the sex crimes has broadened, the sense of guilt appears to be haunting some members of the illicit group. Earlier this month, a 40-year-old man killed himself by jumping off a bridge. A note was found that said, I felt guilty and worried about my admission to the Paksa room. I had no idea this would spiral out of control. Last month, a 28-year-old man went to the police station in Yeosu to turn himself in after he tried to poison himself. People are continuously calling for harsher punishments for the perpetrators, as one of the anthem operators known as Kelly was sentenced earlier to only a year in prison for distributing child pornography. News reports and attempts to guess the victims' identities are also becoming an issue. Lists of suspected victims were disclosed online, and some news outlets reported celebrities were among them. The prosecutor's office offered its full support for victims by helping them to get new social security numbers, change names, and delete their videos online. In highly wired South Korea, digital sex crimes continue to take place on various platforms. And if perpetrators continue to receive light punishments, history will repeat itself. As this latest horrifying sex crime scandal unfolds, we can only hope the outcomes will set an example that will put an end to sexual abuse against women. May God forgive us. This is our world. This is the world of convenience. This is the world of parents turning their kids over freely on the internet. This is the world that begins with a fault of poor parenting, period, end of story.
If your children are in school, this is just another extension of the horrors that your children are going to be exposed to. We have gotten here because we have outsourced for the convenience of our lives, the raising of our children and the raising of our lives. We always want something easier. We're compelled to stand in line for 24 hours to get another stupid iPhone. We're empowering our children with these gadgets because they need to have it to be socially accepted. We convince ourselves that it's the right thing to do because we can stay connected. Didn't work too badly before, before we had all of this. In the meantime, America spins out, worrying about their 401ks, worrying about paying their mortgage, worrying about the cost of food, all real issues, while these people continue to hunt and prey on the youth. This is the world order that they're trying to establish, where this is open and free to use. You have no power, you have no voice, and your children become predatorial prizes for a predatory elite. If this does not light the fires within you, nothing will. Our children are the target. This is what they seek. This is what they're after. And all of this other is noise. When I say prepare, I mean prepare because the end of this system is coming. And it has to because you can't fix this problem with a new president. You can't fix this problem with a few new people in government. This is a problem at the moral core of our nation and of this world. It is a moral bankruptcy that has allowed this to happen. It is a moral bankruptcy that has allowed parents to walk away from the responsibility of being a parent. Children are innocent victims here. And these pedos will argue that they are willfully complicit in their desires. These are sick people. You have a Supreme Court justice up there and right now trying to get into the position who is defending pedophiles. Who cannot give you a definition of what it is to be a woman. And yet is defending pedophiles. Do you not see the sickness? Do you not see the perversion that has taken over this world? The freaks, the freaks are running this world. The man of the year, the, the woman of the year is the man. Women are losing sports races to men. This is the sickness of the world we're in. And the full front of all of this Luciferian nonsense is in the open. God has given us the gift to see. Now, what are we going to do about it? And it's going to continue. Take a listen to this. This is one of their latest little tricks that they're pulling off. Be prepared. All right, nameless friend. What happened Hello. two years ago? Um, well, I, uh, I'm a scientist and I've been doing um, some research analysis on why people are getting sick. And uh, somebody had mentioned um, they weren't feeling well after getting bit by mosquitoes. And so uh, about two years ago, um, this was shared with me uh, that they were talking about on Fox News. So we have the article right here. So it says, um, 
uh, last, well, last summer, uh, genetically engineered mosquitoes could be released in Florida. Um, and so I did a social media talking about it. Uh, over 240,000 people um, were signing up to try to stop this measure and stop the EPA um, from releasing these mosquitoes. Um, and so we just got the news exactly. Did seven. they listen to 240,000? They did not. They completely ignored it. Why? Um, well, uh, the article on Fox they actually blamed Trump <laughs> for not for not listening. And so, um, but that being said, uh, now uh, we just got the article uh, seven days ago now. So this is uh, dated March 16th, 2022. And so the headline is EPA uh, permits experimental release of 2.5 billion genetically engineered mosquitoes in California and Florida. And so the company making them is called Oxitec. And so they're coming from the approach of using male mosquitoes, uh, which aren't known <coughs> biting humans. It's actually the females that eat on the humans. Um, and so they have a special, actually, I'm gonna read it right from the article so we can kind of understand this. It says, Oxitex technology breeds mosquitoes to include a genetic sequence that makes the mosquitoes dependent on the antibiotic tetracycline. Um, and so uh, we know that through uh, acne and face wash, uh, tetracycline is included in a lot of different things. Um, and so if people are um, have tetracycline on them, um, wouldn't they test to see if, if the mosquitoes would go for them? And so there are no tests that we can come across. There's no actual real research on the impact of humans. Um, and so uh, what I loved is in the original uh, uh, two-year story, uh, they're talking about humans being the variable in the experiment. Um, and I don't feel like being a variable in the experiment. And so a lot of people right now are walking around. You shouldn't either. No, um, but this is only in California and Florida. Um, but if we don't stop it here, then what's going to keep it from spreading and modifying other insects and trying to control um, like we're seeing with our food. So right now people can't eat corn anymore. Corn is so genetically modified. Um, it, it's, it's literally killing us from the inside out. Not even bugs will eat it. Um, so what are we doing now by modifying the bugs? Um, and so uh, again, this happened wow. exactly one week ago. Um, this is from the EPA. And, um, and they even say in here that these particular mosquitoes carry a, a wide range of diseases, including dengue, yellow fever, and Zika virus. Um, and so if they're messing with the genetic sequence, well, those new offspring that they're breeding with, right? These male mosquitoes are gonna go breed with females. And this new genetic sequence, which is not God-made, um, is now going to be biting people to try to get tetracycline. I mean, it, it says it right here in the article. Um, so I'm not quite sure why 240,000 people speaking up was not able to stop this. Um, but uh, I'm just praying, um, and, and I'm here with, uh, with James, who's a prayer warrior, um, that, that God's holy fire comes down and just burns up a bunch of mosquitoes. And burns up a bunch of pedos while he's at it, too. Here's the deal. And he makes a good observation. Why did 240,000-plus signatures not affect anything? Because it's the illusion. We've been given the illusion of choice and the illusion of participa participation. They don't care. Their agenda is much bigger than this, and they are pushed, being pushed back into the corner. A rabid animal is a most dangerous animal. And they're going to be doing anything they can, literally all assets deployed, for the sole purpose of trying to destroy or at least maim humanity. This is a scorched earth policy we are into right now. And it's very important that we all take this focus seriously. This time we are in right now is, the, is literally on the edge of where we go for humanity. We either win or we lose. And for those that want to sit back and say, 
revelation. It's revelation. Okay. What are you doing about it? Because in Revelation, it didn't say sit on your butt and do nothing. And if you think that that's accountability to Christ, I've got news. Because that's not what it says. In the end of the day, we are being given a chance to wake up and to make the right choices. It is very clear in Scripture that if we are not going to defend those that cannot defend themselves, particularly the the children and the innocents, we will be judged, and nations will be judged now. This is our nation, and we are in the valley of judgment. We are in the valley of decision. I I don't subscribe to the revelation theory anyway. Not that we're in it now. That, to me, is a complete, cop out for way too many people to allow them to simply say, well, it's revelation. We don't have to do anything now. Jesus is coming. I would not want to be the one who has sat on the side when all of this has happened and you have not done nothing and you have done nothing. Excuse me. This is time to get very real about where we are. Our voice to awaken the people is more important than ever. And I frankly don't care what you believe about Revelation at this point in time. What I know is if you're not out here actively pursuing the, the awakening of people to see them as truth, it's not going to make any difference anyway. And judgment will come either way. This is a time when we have a massive responsibility to humanity and to these children to speak loudly and to speak boldly. And the squeeze is going to come on every single one of us. The economy is sliding. The dollar is sliding. Shortages are increasing. Biden has admitted today that there's going to be food shortages as the necessary cost of fighting Russia. You can hear it right here. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, And it's going to be real. There's not going to be a shortage of food. That's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, we told you. Yeah, we have been telling everybody, and it's getting very real. But here's how real it is getting. Listen to this. About 15% of the world's calories come from wheat. About a third of that wheat comes from Russia, Ukraine. Russia has banned export of wheat. The wheat spring planting season is like now, this week. And there's not a lot of planting going on. So not only is the current wheat supply in Russia, Ukraine blocked up and cannot make its way to countries in Africa and elsewhere, But the future planting season is now significantly at risk. And again, that's 15% of global calories. And I just to take a step back, the whole planet Earth operates on a 90-day food supply. Once we stop making food, humans run out of food in 90 days. And that's not just linearly across all nations. What happens is the most vulnerable nations lose their food supply first, and the richer nations buy that food supply to secure their population's calories. And so you very quickly see a bifurcation happen where suddenly famine is a real risk. And we already have about 800 million people on Earth that are subsisting on below 1,200 calories a day. So this very quickly tips the bucket in a significant way in a number of countries that's going to be really awful. And that's just on the wheat supply and wheat planting problem. The entire focus here needs to be on a fearless march forward to awaken people and to be prepared to help the many when the many are in need. Right now, we have had, and we have continued to have, 
children that are in need. But that's okay. We're not going to do much about it because I don't think we've done anything about it so far. We'll just let it go. Maybe the authorities will fix it for us. Maybe the authorities will fix that problem of the elderly being cast off out of their homes and being locked into these places and summarily executed with COVID and the injection. That's okay. Someone else will fix it for us. Maybe if I just go sit in the pew and I pray for a while, it'll all be better. I don't buy this. And this is where I run headlong right straight into the face of that dialogue that comes out of too many churches' pews. The revelationist model to me is driving us into a pit faster than we could do it ourselves because we're not taking action and standing and doing the thing that God would ask us to do. He's not asking us to be afraid, and I'm not one thing on this channel have I ever mentioned being afraid. What we are talking about is being bold. And if you don't have the fire of righteousness in you, and if you confuse the fire of righteousness with anger, you're a fool. Jesus flipped tables and pulled out a whip. And if you don't understand what that is, when he at the same time stood between the adulteress and the accusers and diffused that, and at the same time fed the masses with bread and fish, and understand that that's all agape love, if you don't capture that, then you're not grasping the picture of what we're dealing with. This, truly, is a time that we are being, we are going to face judgment. And what is happening across this world is a consequence of us way too long doing nothing. And now, once again, too many people want to sit back and say, whoa, I don't want to do anything because if I get angry, I might do something. Whoa, I don't want to do anything because if I intercede, I won't be accepting everybody. You go ahead and walk that path. I'll see you at the end, see how that one works. So bottom line is this. We have a world that's falling apart, and we have a responsibility to do our part to help others as it continues to unravel, and it's going to get ugly. Farmers right now in Maine, there's over 700 farms in Maine that have been contaminated. This is what they were contaminated with, bio-sludge. They were sold the idea of using human waste, human waste processed on their farms. Now it's infected all the soil. 700 farms are shut down. This is the world we're in. And everything around you, everything that you've worshipped and been part of, everything, these institutions are now collapsing. And they're collapsing hard and they're collapsing fast. And it's that idolatries that we've had instead of being tight with God and walking with Jesus this entire time, the idolatries that we've had with a material world always putting out, seeking the gifts rather than seeking the giver. And it's frustrating because we've been working hard on the awakening for, what, five years? For some of us, most of our lives. And we're seeing this unravel in a radical pace. And it's still so many want to sit on the side and say, oh, I don't know. Is it, is it really that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. 
The world is as ugly as we've ever imagined. And the underbelly of that beast wants to consume you and enslave you. And if it gets its way, it will. And the way through this is we have to come together as people, as humanity, and stand together as one and start breaking down the differences and the barriers and start doing something to raise us up. That voice has to get louder. But in along the way, the voice that keeps getting louder is the voice of the things that we are able to touch and feel immediately before us. It's, again, it's the thing of complaining about gas costs and it's the thing of complaining about food costs. I get that's real. But the destruction that's happening across this globe and across this world is centered on one group of people. Actually, now it's two. They have been systematically trying to execute and terminate the elderly and systematically, simultaneously, not only destroying children, but now polluting them with this bioweapon. And the people that are speaking up about it are a handful compared to the mass of people that are out here. Why? It's, it's stunning to me. It really is. We're not hearing it from the pulpit. We're not hearing it out here. That Korean news agency was it actually one of the Korean news agencies that's calling for harsher punishment. We keep coming back to this because it's always the children that they're after. Every single one of these people in the end links back to pedophilia and some sort of perverted sex act. You question that? You, there's a president sitting in the president's chair at this nation right now who openly knew that his niece was having a sexual affair with Hunter Biden, his son, who has openly kissed her on the lips and proclaimed her to be one of the most special people in his life, not once, but multiple times in public. You don't find that behavior disgusting and disturbing? Follow that rabbit hole and see where it takes you. And then take that to prayer. Because that's where we have to be. If you believe that an electing another president is going to solve all of this, check yourself. 240,000 people spoke out against the release of mosquitoes. The FDA let them go anyway. President Trump received 80 million votes. They switched the election anyway. This system is so deeply rigged and corrupted, they will do anything they can to preserve power. And as long as we are here, breathing and walking, we have a responsibility to God to do our job, which is to continue to awaken people and fight for the innocents and those that have no voice. That is our role. We are going to need to shake the core of this nation. We're going to do it together, and we'll walk through this together because it's shaking anyway. As the dollar collapses and the world unravels, there's a great deal we have to look at. Russia today has now tracked down that much of the biolab funding is coming from Rosamont Zeneca, which was the investment fund set up by Hunter Biden. Isn't that interesting? 
These things just keep going deeper and deeper. Dr. Elizabeth Eads has now said that by fall, millions of Americans will have AIDS from the injection. The war has been waged upon us. And there is a mindset too much and too deeply ingrained in our republic of passivity. There has to be the rise of the warrior class. There has to be a final no that they, we will take no more. You have to understand the line of intolerance to understand tolerance. I say it every night at the beginning of the show. If you like and accept everything, you stand for nothing. And this time is now. The children's issue gets to me all the time because it just keeps going on and we just, there's just not much done. And all of that is in the household. It's behaviors of what we can control a great deal as children are being raised. And if it's happening in South Korea, we know it's happening here. It's happening all over the world. You can't have a nation that doesn't protect its children and, and honor its elderly class. It doesn't exist. It won't last. And we're expecting that always that law enforcement is going to fix a problem that begins inside of the home. Expecting that somehow government's going to fix a problem that we are part of. You might as well enjoy a life under the World Economic Forum because that's what they're promising is they're going to take and take care of you from cradle to grave, and yet they won't because this world, if you look around, is being run by the pedo class. The underbelly of the beast is horrific, and we haven't even got into the worst of it. The underbelly of the beast is what drives this engine. It's Lucifer's den. There's some image, there's some things that came up today that are really interesting. Maria Baranovich, the spirit cooker today, called for churches to join Ukraine in the fight. And what's interesting is a church did respond, the Church of Lucifer. And it wrote on a Twitter post, our church, of course, stands with Ukraine. Putin's days are numbered. That was after Abramovich's tweet. Maria is right. The world must unite and get rid of Putin. This is a statement that she read. And this also comes from the Church of Lucifer. Three Danish members of our church have joined Zelensky's foreign volunteers militia. We donated three Bitcoin to Ukraine army, and we encourage you to do what you can for the Ukrainian cause. Glory to Ukraine. And finally, this from the terror, it's called Terror Alarm, posted this when they found the posting from the Church of Lucifer once again. Listen closely. Human sacrifices as ritual offerings to Lucifer are obviously archaic, barbaric, and mostly unnecessary in this current epoch. However, Russia's barbaric invasion of Ukraine has altered the appropriate norms of what could have been a golden epoch of enlightenment. Russia, under Vladimir Putin and the Russian Orthodox Church, 
is not just a threat to Ukraine's democracy, it is also a threat to the Enlightenment and an archaic obstacle to an un to a unified, civilized humanity. And as such, so as to help Ukraine in its fight against Russian invaders, the Church of Lucifer has invoked the ancient, archaic Gregory gods that can only be satiated with human blood, and we officially sanction the ritualistic offering of Russian soldiers as human sacrifices. This is a spiritual war. And at the core of it is going to be our relationship and walk with God. It's also going to mean that we're accountable for the actions we take. Sitting and doing nothing is not something I'm going to be part of. Our voices matter. Raising the sword of the spirit is essential. Mobilizing for truth is is fundamental. And fighting in the ways that we know that we can within Scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit is a given. We need to be louder. We need to be in our communities more. We need to understand what's at stake. There's a good reason that these orders are going after both the young and the old. It severs wisdom and it destroys a future. And in the end, if we're going to do nothing, then we'll, re- we'll reap the rewards of nothing. We will reap what we sow. We have to light those fires of righteousness like never before. Our voice has to be heard, and that means each and every one of us has to speak loudly about this. We, if, we can't sit idly by to let the weft roll in and do what it's going to do. And you have to take seriously the issues of preparations. What's coming are going to be shortages. It's going to demand a lot from every single one of us. The last thing you have, you can be is a burden on your neighbor. Instead, you need to be the one that can offer help to your neighbor. Each and every one of us has to tend to our own homes. Be prepared. That means food stocks and water for six months to a year. That means an extra tank of gas around. That means getting cash out of the banks. That means getting the things that you need to self-sustain. Seeds are going to be critical. Growing your own food, massive. All of these things have to start happening. And if you haven't been doing them, get busy because time is running short. This is not a, a projected clock or some vision. It's literally watching the economics of what's unraveling. There is a terminal point to this global banking system. Fortunately, we're living through a period where that is actually unraveling. And it needs to, because there's no other way this world is going to be free until the Federal Reserve dollar is dead. But that ripple effect across all the economies is very real. What comes out of this will be an Ability for us to rise and be free. But until we take the, unless we take the action, it's going to be a miserable ride for those that don't prepare. This nation is going to have to suffer through some pain in order for it to awaken. 
it has become way too complacent over time. And I think that ride's going to be pretty bumpy. And as I told you a few weeks ago, I'm going to talk about preparing and we're going to talk about children regularly because there are issues that have to be on the front burner all the time. That is what we are here to do. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening as we sit here and reflect very deeply on the state of the world, which is dark. State of the world, which has an ugly underbelly, which has ravaged children, ravaged our elderly, and lured a mass of people into a coma to let them walk aimlessly and not see the truths before them. Father, we just pray that you can continue to open eyes to see, to let people truly see what it is that has been allowed to exist in this world, to break the hearts with empathy, to shatter the darkness and the callousness that occurs in so many, to let them truly see what this world's true nature is, and equally, Father, to give strength and guidance in the steps forward that each of us can take, not to sit complacently by, but to be engaged, to awaken, to open eyes with truth, and to unite in a humbling call for repentance for this nation. We have gone too long and walked too far in a world built on convenience, outsourcing everything we can to make our life easier. We now need to be reminded of the importance of simplicity, of going back to go forward, and to digging in to our responsibilities and roles here as your children on this earth. Guide us in these days. Protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Our time here is important. Each and every day, what we do matters. Every moment counts. And that's however you spend it, it counts. It's not just, and it's not just compartmentalizing our lives in terms of our relationship with God and something else. We have to get back to where God is in the front of everything we do. And that also means that we have to become living in a world engaged in that way. I've already mentioned it tonight. It's essential that people understand Christ flipped tables. There was a point in time when righteous indignation became real. That time for us is long overdue. As part of us being citizens of this nation, as has established in the Declaration of Independence, it's not our, just our right. It is our duty to throw off tyranny. And this isn't just a tyranny. This is a Luciferian order that's literally running the world based on ritualistic sacrifice 
and exploitation and the joy of watching people be enslaved and self-destruct. That's far beyond the, the concept of tyranny. And it's far beyond its rent in our time and space. We need to mobilize community-wise. Get strong in your community. Start bringing things together. Talk to people. Prepare. Build fellowship. Build strength. Build bridges. Breaking away from this nonsense is the most important thing we could do. And that takes true resolve and effort. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need the fires of warriors lit. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God wins. But we have a role here, an important one. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>